question for y'all. When is the best time to feed the herd? Learn from afar and so much more. Crew, it's time. Let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm your host. I'm your producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Cemental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Hey, Beck, if you would, please grab your headset, jump up to your microphone there, visit with me, visit with us for a few minutes. You and I have visited with so many people up and down cow country that have suffered here earlier this week, oh, record-breaking we temperatures. Heart goes out to all of you, by the way, that have endured all these challenges. Still, Some people still facing yes. the aftermath of yes. calving, particularly. Calving, frozen pipes, everything. Everything. And here, speaking of calving, here's something that, that I wanted to, to bring up is you and I are part of a lot of different cattle social media groups and pages and different things like yes, that. Yes, and, and he's talking about the Facebook groups that yeah, are out right, there. Right, right, right. Great way to engage with others that Absolutely. are like-minded. Absolutely, Especially when people were talking about what was going on in their operations when it was being so cold. One of the things that I wanted to bring up was an individual that came forward and calving in the middle of this their first time. Never owned cows before their first time. And we're, we're asking some questions about calving, particularly they had a heifer uh, calving as we speak, and they had some questions and they posed it to the group. Now, first, I want to compliment this individual for coming forward and saying, I don't know everything. I got questions. And help me. And help me. But here's the deal. Maybe the Facebook group isn't the first place we should look. Here's what I'm going to say is develop that relationship with your veterinary and that's Great what they're point. there for. Yes, I agree fully with you, Tigger. I mean, before you go into calving any of that, it's really important not to just maybe get to know your closest veterinarian, but also maybe a couple of others. Have because another one. Because with a storm that came through mm-hmm. or the temperatures, right. everybody's busy and hustling to help everybody. And speaking of that storm and calving, having those relationships with those veterinarians, now may be a good time to revisit and say, this is new to us. We've never calved in temperatures this darn cold, so we don't really know what may or potentially could happen. So with that, everybody, thoughts and prayers go out to y'all. And Beck, hey, thanks for jumping in. I know you're busy. I will let you carry on. Thanks for having me. Today's Cow Country News is brought to us by Wrangler. Wrangler, the official shirt and jean endorsed by the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Making the news headlines pretty much everywhere, Democratic senators introduced legislation to address what they say is systematic discrimination within U.S. Department of Agriculture, federal agriculture policy. They say that due to a history of discrimination, black farmers have been systematically stripped of millions of acres of farmland and hundreds of billions of dollars of intergenerational wealth. The senators say the Justice for Black Farmers Act will help to end and correct discrimination within the USDA and create policies to protect the remaining black farmers from losing their land, provide land grants to each new generation of black farmers, and restore the land base that has been lost. 
These are the provisions of the Justice for Black Farmers Act, an end to discrimination within USDA, protect remaining black farmers from land loss, restore land base lost by black farmers, create a farm conservation corps, empower HBCUs and advocates for black farmers, assist all socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers, and enact system reforms to help all farmers and ranchers. In 1921, there were nearly 926,000 black farmers compared to fewer than 50,000 today. Let me just read the headline on this one. Bill Gates says rich countries should be eating 100% synthetic beef. Billionaire and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates has called upon the rich nations of the world to switch over to synthetic beef to better combat climate change. Now, speaking with MIT Technology Review about his new book, How to Avoid Climate Disaster, Gates discussed his views on improving the food sector and even lamented that the political scene may keep first world nations from going fully synthetic in the beef department. Many readers on Twitter, they, they pretty much said that they are not ready to completely give up their burgers and their steaks just yet, and that led to many critics literally chewing him out. Some other critics also questioned why Gates should dictate what countries should do to address their climate change when a new report in The Nation named Gates as one of the world's top carbon emitters. It notes he lives in a 66,000-square-foot mansion outside of Seattle, and his private jet consumes 486 gallons of fuel each hour it flies. Gates himself admits in his book that he is an imperfect messenger of climate change, unquote. And yes, Gates is one of the largest farmland owners with his portfolio comprising about 242,000 acres of farmland and nearly 27,000 acres of other land across 19 states. And that, my friends, is Cow Country News brought to us by Wrangler. Our Way Em Up Sale Barn Report is brought to you by Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Keep following us on Facebook and on Instagram, social media everywhere, at Ranch It Up Show for updates on our new swag line. You asked for it. We're bringing it. Crew, it's Ranch It Up gear. On to the Bluegrass Stockyards from Lexington, Kentucky. Should sound familiar. We've talked with the crew and Adam Menker many times before reporting on the sale from last week, Monday. Kind of a mixed bag on their February 8th sale. That's what I'm reporting from Feeder Steers. Under 700 pounds, they sold steady. Over 700 pounds on the feeder steers, they said $3 lower in a light test. The feeder heifers under 600 pounds sold $3 higher. Over 600 pounds, they called them steady to weak. The way-up cows sold $4 higher on good demand. The way-up bulls, they called them steady on good demand. Here's the breakdown. Steers, four to four and a half weights. They said this bunch was value added at $1.62 to $1.74. Five and a half to five ninety-five weights at a dollar thirty-seven to a dollar forty-four. This draft, this draft of seven eighty-five weight value-added steers, they called them a dollar twenty-one on the heifer side. Four oh five to four fifty weights at a dollar twenty-nine to a dollar thirty-eight. Five to five and a half weight heifers at a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty-five. Five and a half to five ninety-five weights at a dollar eight to a dollar sixteen, and then six to six thirty weights. At a dollar four, up to a dollar sixteen. The slaughter cows, they called them forty-seven to seventy, and the way up bulls, they called them seventy-seven to one hundred five.
From rodeos to cattle sales to conventions across the land, follow me along the Tigger Tour 21, which is proudly sponsored by Medora Boot and Western Wear. Crew online is where you need to go, medoraboot.com. And mm -hmm, tell them Tigger sent you. Tigger Tour 21. Let's head to the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management for upcoming education opportunities. I love the crew from King Ranch. The guest speakers, guest lecturers, Bob Weber from Kansas State University and then Matt Spangler from the University of Nebraska. Nationally, these two guys are recognized as beef cattle genetic experts. I'm going to say they're the top two and good friends of mine. They will lead the Zoom webinar during the application of advanced genetic technology in beef cattle event it's going on february 25 and 26 and hosted by the king ranch institute for ranch management you got a question have you ever become frustrated with the constant amount of new genetic information in the industry and there's a lot of it we've talked a lot about it over the years this lectureship will help you decipher the new technology that is available to help you better utilize genetic information to reach your ranch's goals. During the seminar, participants will develop breeding objectives, decipher performance measures and EPDs, and even discuss multiple trait selection and so much more. Here's what you do to go online, to register, to find out more. You need to go to the King Ranch Institute's website. Best way, Google kingranchinstitute.com or go to K. R-I-M dot T-A-M-U-K dot E-D-U. Best way, just Google King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management. Now, hold on, crew, before we take a ranch house coffee break, I want to tell you about the Lazy Black Diamond Ranch and their annual production sale that's coming up February 27th in Kearney, Nebraska. It's the annual Buy Her a Black Diamond production sale where they're celebrating over 70 years in the business of raising Angus genetics. February 27th in Kearney, Nebraska is where they're selling 100-plus Angus bulls, 40-plus Angus heifers. Crew, for more information, you can go to Facebook and look them up, Lazy Black Diamond Ranch, or online at lbdrangus.com. Now, when is the best time of day to feed the cows? Hmm? Details in the cattle battle. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge 
to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. Today's Cattle Battle is brought to us by the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Maximize your cow herd's potential. Give them a chance with genetics that work. Is it time for change? We need to ask ourselves that. Is it time for Semental? Let's get it on! Cattle Battle. There is an ongoing debate about what time of day to feed your cows and how it may dictate when your cows will calf. I tell you what, we're going to tackle that one a little bit later on. But how about the time of day that may be the most efficient to feed your cows and the most cost-effective? Benny Paulson from Richardson, North Dakota, and I recently got the chance to catch up. Now, simply put, this one is about when to feed your cows and why. Benny, we talked, uh, Benny Paulson, T2 Ranch, Western North Dakota. It has been, I have to go back, it was either two years ago or it was three years ago, roughly. We had you on one of our radio shows, and we talked about the twice-over grazing system. Remember that? I we do believe about that it was, yeah. it was in the drought of the 2017 summer grazing season is why we were talking about it, because we were talking about how good my grazing, my rangeland was functioning in that. Has it been that long since we've had you yeah. back on the show? <laughs> I, it seems like it was just the other day, but it's been almost four years. Holy buckets. Well, so uh, I'm sorry and congratulations that you haven't had to come back on the show with me. So Is this good or bad? <laughs> no, man, it's, it's right. awesome. It's always an honor to be on with you, Take. There <laughs> is, uh, here's where I wanted to visit with you, and this was based off of a post that you had on on Facebook. And this went viral in the ranching community, especially in people in the, the northern part of the country. And this was in regards to the simple concept of when are you feeding your cows? And so let me back this up and I'm going to kind of paint this scenario to everybody that, that we understand where it uh, you are you have to supplement your cows benny or are they on full feed right now in, in other words are you winter grazing these cattle somewhere or are you like no nah, we're, we're completely covered i got to give them all their groceries um well you know that's that's variables right now i'm on full feed because i'm into the third trimester of pregnancy in my cows but regardless of where you're at now cows really have a hard time functioning uh in that cold without some really good groceries and they can survive because cows are tough, but they're going to be they're going to be sacrificing nutrition for that calf inside of them or whatever. So that's kind of that's kind of the preface to where I was going with that. So here's what you're saying: feed your cows at night or in the evening. Tell me why that is, and tell me what you're fa- finding, and tell me you know who helped you with. I mean, it's it's kind of easy. Well, do we feed in the morning or do we feed at night? And you're saying, wait a minute, I am feeding these cows at night. For very good reason and uh and number one it's not my idea i learned it because i always fed in the morning because if you're a cowboy you get up in the morning you feed your cows right that's right just, that's <laughs> what you do right and uh so a number of years back i was at a seminar because especially in the winter i always like to go to furthering education and learn try to learn something try to learn ways to improve my operation and myself or whatever and in this i can't even remember who the presenter was but he gave a very detailed description of why it's horrible to feed in the morning 
and why you should ideally feed at night. I feed in the afternoons usually, but you know, as late in the day as possible. And it was one of those deals that just, it hit me so hard that I've never thought about this. I've never sat down and asked myself, why am I feeding in the morning? And is it the best thing to do? And, and then I thought, what else am I doing that I could be doing better? So now I try to do a lot of things, but, uh, (laughs) trying to trying to learn or find ways where I may not be doing the right thing without even knowing it. But the premise of feeding at night and or afternoon is because cows is, and and this is all based on winter time. Well, actually I learned something new a couple of weeks ago that it's not even winter and I'll get to that, but um it's for cold cold weather like northern when it gets below 20 degrees, anything below 20 degrees the cows need extra nutrition to stay warm because that's how cows stay warm, which you know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. most of the listeners know these things. Mm-hmm. But what we don't think of remarkably, and there's so many people that just feed in the morning thinking they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But what happens is then by the coldest part of the day, which is what usually around three to five o'clock in the morning, when you feed at six in the morning, their stomachs are totally empty at three in the morning. That's the emptiest, that's the least energy they have throughout the whole day. And that's when they need it the most, because that's when they need to stay warm. So what happens is, if they don't have the energy in their stomachs to keep themselves warm, now they start robbing them nutrients from their calf and from that placenta. And now you start losing losing health um, benefits for that calf that's going to be born. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Very, very, very interesting. Continue, please. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. As that's what I was getting at. I'm always making sure that I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just providing information. So, so anyway, so when you feed, I think the scientists that kind of, I learned this from, they say, ideally, you're feeding at five to seven at night, because then the cow has time to digest that, them forages and get them in the rumen and get them burning. So then by the time the coldest part of the day rolls around, which is three in the morning, whatever the early morning is, now they got all that energy available to keep them warm. They're comfortable in chewing their cud instead of bunched up and stealing energy and nutrients from their calf. If it's 30 below zero, you better have them cows out of the wind and fed very well. But what's your cost going to be on your calf? That's going to be losing right. some immunity. You know, now you're going to have more scours. Yes. You're going to have yes. sicker calves. You're, that's where it starts costing rancher money. So and then, go ahead. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, how long have you been doing this concept? And it's so simple. That's what I love in our business. Sometimes the, the, the simplest answers can have profound impact financially, potentially, on our operations. How long have you been doing this? And have you, and I know I'm kind of throwing you under the bus here, have you seen the benefit from it? Rancher to rancher, you know at the end of the line, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to: is did it work for you? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I went, I've been, I don't even know how long I've been doing it—five, six years at least. But I went from um, a number of years back when I had to work four other jobs and sell liquid feed and build fence and drive truck just to support my ranching habit. I went from feeding at four or five in the morning and then going trucking or going working all day. Uh, I went from that to to this management now. And then when I was doing that, and I probably wasn't feeding enough nutrients to begin with, but geez, I was having overeating in my calves and just horrible, horrible issues with calving and immune health to now where I have virtually none. My cows are 
they're so happy. And this this technique costs zero dollars to implement. It's just a matter of managing your time a little bit differently. So there's zero cost to it. And the benefits I've seen are are huge. You know, you can if it's not super cold, you can even feed a little bit less if you want, because you're just you're you're getting the most maximum efficiency out of every ounce of nutrients you give that cow. So I've seen vast improvements and that's just in the animal health side. Your waters stay open because the cows are drinking through, through the night instead of drinking late morning. And then that water tank sits all night and freezes up. Now it's got fresh water coming into the tank throughout the night when it's cold and you get less icing problems. Um, there's just, just a lot of, a lot of benefits to it. So it's been a, it's been a really good deal for me. Your tractor, when it's 20 below zero at six in the morning, you're running your tractor when it's 20 above probably in the afternoon. And that's a huge difference on your hydraulic pumps on just oh, things are yeah. less brittle. You can, you don't have to run as much diesel through them cause you don't have to warm up. It's not working as hard. The benefits just keep going. Benny Paulson with the T2 ranch. Great to have you back on the show. We'll hear more from Benny in the next few months as we discuss grazing strategies and scenarios. Now, in the meantime, we have a market report and my famous last words coming up right after this. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick-like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business? We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works. Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News, DTN, and we will unthaw your watertanks.com. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, wrapping up from a, a major, I don't know, how can we describe this? So many people listening, so many people listening 
were affected by weather that quite honestly they've never yes. had before. Uh, right. The drizzles is how I'm going to say it for a lot of people. Thoughts and prayers, of course, were going out to everybody. And uh, that is the nice thing of social media. It's the opportunity yes. for me to keep in touch with my friends and family in other parts of the world, uh, in other parts of the country, I should say, and just seeing how they're doing. So it was it was a train wreck for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But glad. But this, too, has passed. You know what? It has passed, Ticker. And I am so thankful, like you said, for social media and just knowing that you're not in this battle alone, because I think that's yeah. one of the hard things, you know, you know, our tractor gelled up. And so we're, we're getting out the diesel heater and we're back in the pickup up in the barn to get it unthawed, you know, for the bail bed. And you just feel <laughs> yeah. like you are the only ones. And like you said, Tigger, it really did affect the entire country from the North to the South and a lot of the West to the East. So you're right. It did affect the cattle market last week. We'll spend some time. I mean, honestly, the feeder cattle market saw some, saw some stability because corn prices shifted lower and so that gave the board the opportunity to trade higher on the feeder cattle front and quite honestly the cattle market as a whole loves a storm it's just it just is a it's a time and it's a way for the cattle market to kind of rally and that happened on both the feeder cattle and the live cattle front so last week the live cattle market saw a lot of pressure because on the fat cattle side of things on the live cattle market on the board we saw some contract deliveries come early in the week on wednesday so basically what that means is that people with short positions on the board saw an opportunity to take advantage of the basis and so they delivered some contracts now that negatively affects the cash market because that basically pulls the board lower. And so by Friday, you know, cash cattle, by Thursday and Friday, excuse me, cash cattle um, enthusiasts were really worried if they were gonna be able to move the market higher. But yes, indeed, that storm came on Friday and the cash cattle market jumped a dollar live, jumped $2 to dress, and they were able to successfully move that market higher again, even though there was some kind of ruffling of the feathers earlier in the week. Now on the feeder cattle front and on the feeder cattle side of things, honestly, Ticker, a lot of sale barns have flat shut down to allow for people to stay at home. They don't want truckers out on these roads. They don't want their, you know, consigners out on the roads getting to the sale and endangering the stock and travel just becomes really difficult. So especially kind of in the, the Midwest and in the South, they really did that. In the North, if they could have the sale, they had it, but some of those sales were shut down too. Hey, as always, my friend, thank you. Take care and uh, don't let anything freeze up or power go out <laughs> right. around there. Until next time, chat later. And now my famous last words are brought to you by Ranch House Coffee. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. A tip of the hat this week goes to Poss Angus of Nebraska for setting a record this sales season with a high selling bull for $900,000 at their spring sale just a couple weeks ago. Lot one went for, again, $900,000 and he sold to TK Cattle Company in Menard, Texas. Congratulations both. And now let's wrap this one, shall we? Crew, a big thanks to Beck, my partner, Benny Paulson with the T2 Ranch, and Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News. Our partners, the American Simmental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And now, crew, so glad you all came with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show, our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and call me 24-7 in the studio, 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger Approved. 
stay ranchy and ranch it up.